right, welcome back to another episode of Other Duties as a Sign. We are joined today by Jeff King from United Sports Brands. And if you don't know who he is, you guys need to start reaching out to him now to get re-upped on your McDavid shock doctor. And as long as the reps don't see it, your cutter gloves. Um, but <laughs> Jeff, man, thanks for joining us. Uh, we're excited to have you. And why don't you just kind of open up and tell us a little bit about you know, who you are and what got you to uh, United Sports Brands? Well, thank you very much for having me. I really do appreciate it. Um, you know, it's, uh, I've been listening to the show and or the podcast, excuse me, and, uh, really enjoy it. Um, so my story is, I don't know, it's kind of crazy how it, how it all kind of took place. I'm a big believer now in kind of fate. So I was a good high school athlete, not great at anything, but I was good at pretty much anything that I, you know, anything that I did, uh, but was a little bit wild in high school. And needed a little bit of direction. Didn't really care for book work. Um, so someone suggested, like my stepfather suggested, that I should probably do something like join the military. So uh, I joined the Marine Corps straight out of high school. Spent four years in the Marine Corps. Uh, great four years. Gave me a lot of perspective and direction. And, uh, you know, helped me out a lot. Um, got out of Marine Corps and wanted to go back to college. So I started, uh, I started going to school and I was playing hockey full time back then. I mean, it was basically school and hockey. It was all it was. And I started working at a hockey store and, um, I liked it. I really liked it to the point where, uh, you know, I was trying to pick up any hours that I could at the hockey store and got to the point where I was working, you know, 60 hours a week trying to make ends meet and go to school and do all that stuff and got more responsibilities. Finally, just kind of stopped going to school and uh, and went full time into the into the hockey side of things and worked my way up at the uh, store I was working at. And the person who owned the store, Bill Hansis, um, was looking for uh, partners. So I, I drummed up some cash and uh, got in, got into a minority partnership with him. And we did very well for a while. And uh, we kind of had some differing of opinions on what we should do. And uh, we kind of split and I went into the team sports market and started working for a sporting goods store in uh, uh, the Detroit area called uh, Burke's Sport Haven, who did a ton of baseball stuff, but they didn't do any football stuff really. So um, I kind of came picked up a lot of baseball business, but then I brought in a ton of business. They were doing zero football business. So we kind of grew that way. And over the years, the Burks brothers, Dan and Pat, were fantastic to me. I mean, just great. Just like Bill Hansis was at, at Ace, taught me a lot. Um, got more responsibility. I started going to buying group shows with Danny and buying stuff and meeting, you know, sales reps and, you know, doing all that kind of thing. Um, and I met Bob McDavid and Bob and I kind of hit it off. And, uh, you know, I don't know, a couple, couple years later after, you know, he and I becoming friends, he asked me if I was, I'd be interested in, in coming to work for him and, uh, and taking over and doing pro and college stuff. And originally I had told, I was told that I was going to be in the Southeast. And I was like, we were, we were in Jacksonville, Florida at the time. And I was like, I could live in Jacksonville beach, no problem, you know, and <laughs> take care of the Southeast. Well, it turned into the Northeast. So I kind of had to change my plans up a little bit. And I was started looking for places to live up in the Northeast. And I had from Virginia to Maine and, um, I didn't have Michigan and Ohio at the time being from Detroit. So I had to move somewhere. And I started looking at New York City. I was like 34 years old. And I'm going, There's like, I'm not even going to be able to live in New York City, you know, for 34, <laughs> 34 years old for the money they wanted to give me, you know? No, no so, chance. Yeah. So I, I found a place outside. I had two, uh, two buddies of mine that I was playing softball with that were from Jersey. Um, and they're like, come move to Jersey, man. Move to Jersey. So I moved outside of Philadelphia. For two years, I lived there and I worked the whole Northeast. I didn't know anybody but my two buddies that I played softball with and uh, one of them lived an hour away. The other one lived about 20 minutes away. So really the first two years that I worked for McDavid, I was traveling pretty much weekly as much as I could. And on the weekends, sometimes I would just stay in Charlottesville, Virginia, because Virginia was playing 
Syracuse and lacrosse. You know what I mean? And I'd, I'd <laughs> stick around and check out a game and Matt would, you know, Altoff would uh, say, oh, just stick around for, you know, and I'd stick around and hang out and watch a game or, you know, whatever. I'd be in New England and, you know, uh, stick around for the weekend and then start work the next week. It was, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, and then I kind of worked my way up in McDavid and got more to the point where I was still doing the pro and college stuff, but I was also managing our sales force at the same time. So I got promoted to kind of East coast, uh, sales manager, and then eventually national where I was living in Chicago at the time. My wife, we were dating at the time was, is from the Chicago area. So I, I, and McDavid was out of Chicago. So I was going into the office every day and stuck in meetings from nine o'clock until five o'clock. And it really just kind of bummed me out. You know, I mean, it was, it was, uh, it was, it didn't bum me out. It was still sporting his business, but it wasn't what I was doing. You know? Yeah, but it's not, it's not on the road. There's a big difference between going into an office every day and being on the road. hundred percent. And difference. I, I am a road guy. Like I like, I like traveling. I like coming to see different places and, you know, experience new things. I love the journey from Las Cruces, New Mexico to Lubbock, Texas. You know what I mean? There's not much, you know, it's a lot of driving, but it's kind of cool to see, you know, I mean, you're on the way, you're going through White Sands Missile Range and blah, 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 you know, Roswell, New Mexico. It's, it's, it's pretty cool, you know? So anyway, um, around that time, as I was at the pinnacle of what you know, the, what I thought, you know, I wanted to do, uh, Rawlings and asked me if I'd like to come work for them, uh, and sell their football helmets. And it was basically a pro job at the time, but I had really, they hadn't really even gotten into the college market a little bit, but not very much. So I said, yeah, I'd, I'd love to do that. You know, get back to what I was doing about three months into that. They decided to get out of the helmet business, which in retrospect might be, it might've been a wise decision. Probably was a wise decision. In the uh, long run. So, yeah. yeah. So I got, I got, uh, out of, I was out of a job, you know, at that point. And in that meantime, Bob McDavid and Terry Fee sold McDavid to the folks that own shock doctor, what is now United sports brand. So they were looking to get kind of back into the college and pro business more full force. And Bob recommended that, uh, um, you know, I, I, that they hire me to, to take care of that. So essentially, um, it was, a it was kind of just fate and the way it happened and everything kind of worked out that way. And, you know, it's been that way since 2015. It's been great. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much when we met, I think, right when you started back, um, I think, Either you had stopped by Richmond or we had um, met at like the District 2 meeting. And probably, yeah. I think it was probably, I think we met at District 2 and then you were like, hey man, like I, you know, obviously have my run through Virginia. I'd love to stop by and talk with you a little bit more. And, mm -hmm. you know, that's really when we connected. And I mean, that's, uh, <laughs> it's one heck of a journey, to be honest, to, <laughs> like you said, you kind of stopped by, you know, before we started recording, you said you stopped by Rawlings for kind of a cup of coffee and, then uh, ended up back, you know, back to your roots there and working with with McDavid and obviously adding Shock Doctor. So, uh, yeah, it's, and it's it, it really is. It's great. It's been a, a very good um, merger, you know, with Shock Doctor and Cutters uh, for me anyway. Um, you know, the Shock Doctor mouth guards are fantastic. Um, we do a lot of them for the colleges. The um, Cutters gloves we do a ton with the NFL and cutters gloves, you know, when, when the contracts aren't, aren't what they are at the college level, you know, and you've got players who are, you know, um, Deandre Hopkins and T Y Hilton and, you know, players like that who are using your product, you know, you've got a, a pretty solid product there with, with cutters, you know? So I would easily say that cutters, I mean, it, this is no offense to Nike, Adidas or Under Armour, but, Cutters makes the best glove in, in football. I mean, they, they really do. I mean, I tend I, to agree with you. I've seen guys like have their hands in buckets of water. Ball gets thrown at them. They pull their hands out of the bucket of the water and catch a football. And it's like, there was no water on the glove. It's unreal. Just watching mm -hmm. that. But I mean, Scott, you know, like, you know, cutters as well. And I think you oh, yeah. share a similar opinion as to me, but it's just like, 
for at the collegiate level, you just don't see it very often. Unless a guy comes in, like a freshman comes in and was like, I wore cutters. I like cutters. I want to wear that. And then you're trying to scramble and find ways to like cut the top off of a Nike glove and sew it to the top of a, of a cutter <laughs> glove. Cause I've had to do that before. So uh, yeah, it's, oh, it's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's a, uh, it's a nice, nice problem to have to be, to have the products that I, I have, you know, it, it contributes to our success that McDavid girdles are fantastic, you know, and, and the padded protection that we have is great. It holds up well. It does what it's supposed to do. Players don't mind wearing it. Um, same thing with Cutter's gloves. I mean, I agree. I'm biased, obviously, but Cutter's gloves are, it's hard when you, you to put another glove up next to it. You know, I mean, when, when, you see some of the catches that these guys make. It's it's ridiculous. And and to know that if it gets dirty, all you have to do is wash it off and it's brand new again, that's that's something that nobody else can can even claim. You know? And they last. Yeah. Well, they I, do. the the biggest thing that you guys need to figure out that will make it by far hands down the best glove on the market is if you can figure out a way that athletes can attach it to a laundry loop correctly so that it doesn't come off in the wash and they're not constantly <laughs> the room. hey did you get a loose glove in here that that would make them the best but no i mean they, they I think that's user error <laughs> correct it's completely user error we got a dummy proof uh gloves and laundry loops <laughs> um, but yeah i was in the nfl for one year and we had a couple guys on the team that used cutter and it was night and day with the nike ones not not just the the performance i mean they're good gloves but also just the look of it it's simple kind of old school it they, they've got enough flash that they're not you don't look like you're what, what's the old newman's was that the old brand yeah. you're not yeah you're not rock, yeah. it's not a newman's glove but it's it's yeah. it's very simple and classy i liked them um i will say my favorite uh product i think i've used and i used it a lot at uh jmu was mcdavid i mean yeah everyone loves your girdles but um and you can you can remind me of the name maybe but the the material you can buy by the sheet that you're just heat pressing in to, to anything to make it padded. Just any dry fit t-shirt. Love that stuff. I'd love to hear. I mean, if you haven't heard about it, guys, I'd love for Jeff to talk about it a little bit. But um, so, yeah, so real quick on, on that. So our, our sheets of hex pad, we, we don't have them in our catalog, but they are mm-hmm. available for you at the collegiate level and the NFL level. Um, just because of the fact that when, when McDavid was in Chicago, You'd call me and say, hey, I need a shirt with a sternum pad on it, and I need a rib pad on the left side as the player wears it, and we could take care of it for you and get it to you in two days. Well, we don't have that facility in Chicago anymore, so anything we do custom for you, we can still do it. We do a ton of custom stuff, but I need advance notice on it. I mean, I probably need at least three weeks you know, to get something done. Like We do stuff for John Wall and other guys in the NBA, and that stuff's all kind of planned out you know, beforehand. So what I I went to our people at our company and I said, Hey, I said, we need to offer something that allows our customer to customize a garment themselves and not have to wait four weeks to get a product in. And that's what we came up with. We sell sheets of that hex pad. All you have to do is cut it out. You want a sternum pad, cut it to the size you want it as, uh, literally stick it inside the garment, turn your heat press to 350. That's going to take you the longest, the longest time out of mm-hmm. the whole process is waiting for that thing to heat up to 350. Bring your heat press down on it and boom, you've got yourself a customized garment right then. And so we can now. all so, thank you for being able to make custom apparel now. <laughs> well, I, I don't want to take much credit, but, but <laughs> it's, it's, uh, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's, uh, yeah, maybe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's no reason to be humble here. Come on now. Yeah, I liked yeah. it a lot. And we, we it was like as soon as it got dropped in, in my lap, I felt like I didn't have a lot of need for it. Um, before that, we could get by with things. And then it was like that week, it was this injury, that injury. Hey, can we? And it's like, well, let me try something. And the kids loved it. So, yeah, I mean, that having that much uh, flexibility, and like you said, you don't have to call up the rep, see what production looks like right now, see how long right. it's going to take to get it in. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's been great. And, and we, every day, it's, um, 
it's growing, you know, that, that knowledge. I mean, to have this platform to be able to tell people who haven't, uh, that they have the ability to do this uh, is is fantastic. So I really do appreciate that. And, you know, at the end of the day, I'm here to help you guys. You guys have what I can say between you and the athletic training staffs to be the toughest job in the sports business. So anything I can do to help you guys is is uh, is is what I'm here to do. So I try to be a, a another tool that you can use, you know, even if it's something that I may not take care of. Maybe I know a person who does, you know, to point you in the right direction. Anything I can do to help. Yeah, I think your business um, and your story, if you listen to it next to a lot of the equipment managers we've had on, it's very similar. Um, obviously, we both work in sports, just on other sides of it. But you bouncing around, trying to find the right groove is the same as equipment managers. And then just like your business, I mean, it's all who you know. It's people driven. Talked about it last week with Terry, but it's the same thing. It's, it's you getting back in with McDavid, you know, you knowing the people over there and getting on with United, but it's, it's also helps that you can build these relationships with equipment managers. And then you go in and, and even more so than what Terry has to deal with, you're dealing with protective equipment. You go in and build these relationships. We know we can trust you. Athletes can trust your brand and, and you're, you're selling us on this new stuff and we know it's going to work because it's McDavid. And it's, you know, it's coming from guys that I bought stuff from. And, and so that that goes a long way. And I think there's a lot of overlap that Pat and I both wanted to, to get this this series together for sure. Just to kind of highlight that, because a lot of you you sales guys that never worked equipment, you just you got the wrong calling there. You missed out. You could have done either one. Well, I appreciate that. I, I really do. Uh, I, I take the honorary equipment manager uh, title kind of seriously you know when i when someone says that i'm always i always pump my chest out a little bit further you know <laughs> so i always feel good about that I, i've always kind of looked at myself as being a little bit more working class than white collar a pair of blue jeans and a and a t-shirt i'm good you know so pair of shorts whatever it is so. <laughs> well, it's go. just it, yeah i mean scott kind of hit the nail on the head and the, the best thing is i mean everybody has you know a lot of different companies that they're they're dealing with whether it be laundry chemicals or protective equipment helmets shoulder pads all of that stuff and like whenever like you jeff would walk into the equipment room and you know obviously you had called beforehand like hey i'm gonna be in the area this is when i'm coming through like you were truly welcomed and i'm sure every single equipment room you walk into like you're welcome because we enjoy having you in there we enjoy talking with you because i think one of the things that sets you apart from you know some other sales guys out there is you're not coming in just giving me a pitch on like hey here's this product here's what the price is like you want to come in and scott kind of said it too like it's about relationship building and i think that's what kind of what you're best at you are there you build a relationship you remember the people that you talk to whether you met them in passing or you've been working with them for for 15 years you know what i mean it's yep that's what the type of guy that I want to work with. And that seems to kind of just be the way you kind of approach kind of, you know, the job and each school that you go to. I, you know, I, I, I strive for that, Pat. I mean, I really do. I, I, I believe that relationship, you know, my customers are not only customers, they're friends, you know, and, and I don't know, to me, this business, there's enough salespeople out there. I've never been comfortable doing straight. I'm coming in to pitch somebody. I'm, I want to come in, and if we talk, we get to business. At, you know, the last ten minutes that I'm there, I'm fine with that. You know, I, I'd rather come in, see how you're doing, see how life's treating you, and you know, we, it, it's for, we're fortunate. I'm fortunate because we've got good products that kind of speak for themselves. Now there is going to be some times where I got to show you some things and you know show you some stuff, but for the most part, like I said, I, I'm, I'm coming in to see you and coming in to, to, you know, find out how you're doing. You know, I mean, if you need something, you're going to call me, you know, I'm, I don't have to, I, I try not to hard sell ever. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm not that guy. If, if you know, somebody out there is listening, I'm sorry. I am not that. You know? so, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a guy that, you know, I, I'm going to show you what you need. Um, and, and, you know, there's a lot of times that uh, I probably should show you more stuff, but 
I also respect your time because your time is valuable. And I realize that I got that kind of early on that there's enough people that are beating down your door looking for something that I don't want to waste your time. So I try to make it as, as friendly as possible and, and, um, you know, get to the things that we need to get to if there's something I need to get to. But if there's nothing I need to really get to, I'm just coming by to say hello and, and make sure you're doing all right, you know, and that, you know, you know that I'm here if you need something. If you call me, you know, at seven o'clock on a Saturday night, chances it, chances are I'm going to answer the phone. You know, I mean, I'm not <laughs> going to put it off till Monday morning. Or if I'm watching a movie with the wife, when I get a free moment at 930, I may call you back and say, hey, I'm sorry I didn't get to you at 7, man, but <laughs> <laughs> I was watching Netflix with my wife and, you know, I, I, yeah. I call you back when I can, you know, so. Um, but, yeah, I, we, you know, I, I strive to try to make this a a not a professional, you know, relationship so much as a personal relationship. You know, I think that that is, always works best uh, for me and for you. Because if you need something and I can accomplish it for you, I feel like I've accomplished something that day, right? I've helped out somebody who's in need in need for something. I'm, you know, doing whatever I can. So absolutely. Is there, you know, specifically this year, um, you know, we talked about beforehand that you hadn't really been traveling. Are you doing Zoom calls with people or is it mostly just phone calls back and forth with, you know, customers calling to to kind of place orders or you know how's that process kind of going gone for you this year you know it's it's been kind of strange i mean when it first kind of happened um you know i I, you reach i reached out to people make sure they're doing okay kind of along the way um there have been some zoom calls obviously i try to stay away from most of those things you know (laughs) but you know you, you you can't get away from all of them i mean especially like uh, equipment manager meetings. I mean, those are still important. Uh, the NFL athletic trainers just had a zoom, uh, two weeks ago, I think it was. Um, so that was, that was actually really well done, uh, where, you know, you, you actually were in a virtual kind of booth and, uh, they stopped in and, you know, you went over some products. So I just had some stuff prepared on a deck, but for the most part, it's just, you know, reaching out, texting people, finding out how they're doing, if they need anything, you know, just letting them know that I'm still here. And, uh, we, I have not traveled since I think it was March 5th of last year. My last, uh, yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. If you'd asked me this two years ago, um, if, if I thought this was ever possible, I would have said there is no way that I would have went a year without traveling, but it's been over one year since I've been on the road. So, Yeah. It's not for yeah. lack of wanting to, too. You know, no, I mean? like, <laughs> no, or or from my wife wanting me to either. She's ready for me to get out <laughs> of the house. Get out, my, yeah. yeah. I, think, exactly. I think my wife's in the same boat. She's just like, <laughs> please go do something. Just, <laughs> just do <laughs> right something. And and I'm at the point right now where you know I can't wait for to get a, a vaccination and to be let off the chain a little bit. You know, I mean, yeah. I I really am ready to ready to, uh, uh, get after it. So I understand that completely. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's something, you know, after you've been doing this for 16 years and to have it kind of, have it kind of shut down instantly, it was like withdrawals, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think, I think, uh, it's all good that it's all getting back to normal. And I'm really hopeful that by the fall of this year, we'll have, you know, a more normal, season maybe you're still checking in at visitor centers when you come to college campuses and and maybe there's a still you know a weekly test or something before you get on the plane to go down to wherever you're playing a road football game or something but i'm hopeful man we gotta we gotta have convention next year we gotta have afca we gotta get something back to normal because i think we're all going a little stir crazy and this um you can only sanitize a locker room so many times a day before you just (laughs) (laughs) you just don't want to do it anymore Well, you can only have so many sports going in in one semester or season, if you will, before you kind of start losing your mind there. Right, Scott? That's been gone, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) So one last thing before we go to a break, you kind of brought this up and I hadn't thought about it just 
you know, until, until you said it, but you talked about, you know, meeting with trainers, talking with trainers. Is that something that you do at a bunch of different schools when you are visiting places? Do you go in and talk to the equipment room and the training staff? Because for what you guys have, I mean, there is obviously a need and a use uh, for both sides. If, you know, student athlete has some sort of injury, the training staff wants to know. And like you said, like being able to heat press like that, you know, sternum pad or having some extra rib protection. Is that something where they're also purchasing, you know, products from you guys, especially on the McDavid side of things to have um, ready to go? And I mean, particularly shock doctor, because I know a lot of people are doing, you know, specifically molded mouth guards. Now I know um, shock doctor is part of all of that too. So, yeah. So um, I try to get in to see the athletic trainers at uh, every you know, school that I, that I go to visit. So it's, it's definitely, uh, uh, you know, when I first started, it was two different halves. So, you know, you get, you get one half where you're, um, again, you're, you're showing you guys protective apparel more or less. And then on the other side of it, I may show some protective apparel to the training staffs, but a lot of it may be ankle braces or, you know, whatever, whatever it may be from uh, shock doctor mouth guards, um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely, uh, definitely my goal to hit the training rooms as I'm, uh, as I'm traveling, uh, traveling around to see everybody. And now we've got a, uh, another company that we just purchased called glucose, which is, uh, a, on the nutrition side of things. So I will have a third, uh, person to third department to go visit when I come to different schools as well to, uh, uh, you know, introduce them to glucose. So we've got some schools using it right now, and from what I can tell, I haven't gotten a ton of feedback on it, but people who had been using it before absolutely love that glucose stuff. It's kind of like the uh, squeezable gel stuff that you get for uh, energy and you know all that. So uh, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting, but I'm gonna have a whole new uh, a whole new call list to, uh, or a whole new list of people to see when I come to town. I mean, that's never a bad thing. No. No, it's not bad at all. I kind of look forward to it. So, and, and also with um, Mike Nordholtz being retired now in the Southeast, I'll have a whole new list of people. I mean, I know a lot of people in the Southeast already, but, you know, there's a whole bunch that I don't know. So I'm going to have to have to dig in there and, and uh, kind of meet some new folks that way too. So it'll be fun. Scott, he's going to be coming knocking down your door, man. I'll be there, man. <laughs> That's fine, the- man. Eventually, I mean. I'm, I'm looking forward to getting to Deland, Florida. Yeah, it's uh, sunshine. You're not too far from the beach, and um, yeah, we could we could use some some protective equipment and some uh, some glucose. We could nice. Use, we could use some nice. sugar. <laughs> never never going to turn down sugar and little energy packs. So <laughs> plenty of that right now. <laughs> <laughs> Scott's like, could you just send me some samples now, please? <laughs> On the way, pal. On the way. Yeah, take it. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but let's let's hop to a quick break, and when we get back, uh, we'll talk about potentially if you guys have any new products, and then a little bit more about the uh, the business that you're in now. Sounds great. All right, we're back here for the second half of the episode, and I did want to ask. We talked a little bit about you know your glucose stuff. We talked about our uh, my my favorite, the hex pad sheets you guys offer. But is there any other exciting products that are kind of new or newer? Anything coming out that you can share? Um, just kind of things that you're excited about. That if you were on the road right now and you were doing your sales pitch, that I know you don't really do. Uh, you'd be pushing us <laughs> equipment, guys. Well, I do a little bit of a sales pitch, but it's, you know, <laughs> it's not just a salesman. We'll just put it right, right, right. Yeah. Um, so right before COVID hit, <clears throat> we had, uh, well, let me start back a little ways. We, we got a new product out right now, right before COVID hit the um, 8237, which is a combination for years now. The 737 Thud Short has been a great seller for us. It's got hip, tail, and thigh pads all built in it. Uh, it's very great. It's very convenient for your players uh, and for you because you know that your players are wearing a hip, tail, and thigh pad without really having to look if they're wearing the girdle. Uh, and some years ago, we came out with a short called the Cross Compression Short. 
and that basically is a upgraded version of a compression shawl. Uh, it's got strapping, so it, it helps with uh, the groin, the hamstring, uh, and kind of the hips as well. And we have another product called the Supercross Compression Short, which is even above and beyond that one. Uh, it's fantastic. Um, so I've been asking our uh, product team for years uh, to somehow combine the Cross Compression Short and the Thud Short. So last year, our genius product guy that we have finally figured out a way to incorporate the thud short with the cross compression. So right before COVID hit the 8237, we were going to bring a bunch of them in last year and have them available uh, and COVID hit. And we just kind of decided to focus on our core for lat for 2020, but for 2021, um, we are in the process of bringing in 8237s for this year. It might be limited. It'll be on a kind of first-come, first-served basis. But it's going to be a product that, you know, you've got people who need added compression, but they also want a garment that um, will protect them at the same time and not wear two different things. Uh, it's going to be a product that you're going to be able to put on, and it's going to give you some added compression and protect them at the same time. So uh, we think that's going to be a we think that's going to be a real hit in the team world and the college business uh, specifically. Yeah, those I mean the the cross compression shorts the you know are the different schools I've worked at my athletic training staff love those right for guys that had some groin issues or some hammy issues they were really great because it took a lot of pressure off the muscle and you know what I mean like it, it's it's yeah. really good for that so being able to incorporate that into the thud pad um, I mean it's that's going to change. I mean, you don't have to wear it like, cause there were guys that were going out there wearing that compression short, a pad of girdle over top of it. And then, you know, practice pants or game pants on top of that. So you're not wearing three layers. You can get it down to two layers and it, they're just a little bit more comfortable. You know what I mean? So that's going to be huge. Yeah. We think it's, we think it's going to be a hit and, and our goal ultimately is to make it, you know, make it feasible for the player to, to, <laughs> I don't know, to be able to use it, you know, I mean, and to be able to use it where it's, you know, here in Florida, you don't want three layers of product on, you know, it's bad enough that you got to have two layers on at that point, you know? So yeah. we, we, we want to make it so the athlete um, actually will wear it and, and not have an issue with it. And uh, we think we've, we've kind of hit it out of the ballpark with this one. So we'll see. That's exciting for sure. You hit the nail on the head with, um, Florida weather, these guys play naked if you let them, I think, sometimes. So right. it, it gets hot. That's nice. But it's also, like you said, it's good for the equipment manager to know that they're wearing this stuff. Gone are the days that you've got a 1,000 Tupperware bins full of butt pads and hip pads and everything else. Thank God. But, um, yeah, I think I think that's the one thing, too, that you usually get the complaints about. If it's not the size of the thigh pads and a certain girl, guys complain about it not being tight enough. And they're always wanting to go down sizes. So if you've already got built-in compression with that, that that goes a long way for sure. Yep. My favorite was um, you guys had like the three-pad jock. And I would have players I would give this three-pad jock to, and they would cut off the jock. So it was literally just a waistband <laughs> with hip and butt pads. And then right. they would put they would put shells. And if they actually wore knee pads that day, that's what they would put in. But, um, you know, they would. it was always funny because I always had – like all my skill guys would come in and ask for that. And, uh, you know, it was inevitable that you'd walk into the locker room and see the trash can where they had just cut the, the jock portion out of it. I know <laughs> at one point you guys had made, I think literally where it was just the, like literally just the three pads on a waistband, but you were just like, we, I mean, we've got to give some sort of support here. Like there's gotta be, <laughs> there's gotta be something. Cause otherwise then it was guys putting compression shorts on, pulling this waistband up and then putting their, their uh, pants on over it. And then every now and then like you'd see just like a butt pad, just like flapping in the wind as they were like running down the field because they, they, you know, didn't exactly tuck their pads in <laughs> as they were, as they were pulling, pulling on their practice pants. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, we, we kind of recognize the need for uh, a more streamlined product. Um, we even make now we have, hex pads that we have that are, are knee pads that you could just buy and, and you know, they're pretty small. You just put them right into the pant 
either sew them into the you know into the pant directly, or you know just stick them in the pocket and you're you're kind of good to go. We sell a good portion of those collegiately and to the NFL. So um, yeah, those are those are a big hit as well. Wasn't there a time period, and I don't know if it's still a popular thing, where like I know what was his name, Chris Johnson, running back, like uh, with the Titans, was that his name? CJ Two yeah. K. So yeah. he wore like full on compression pants, right? But they had like thigh pads and knee pads built in. Is that something that people oh, still man. buy, or is that even still offered? Because that looked, I mean, first of all, it looked awful. I'm sorry if that was like a popular, <laughs> or if it is a popular thing for you guys. I hated it, but like, I know. I think you guys started it and then Nike copied it. And, you know, there are a couple other things like essentially you guys have always made it. And then like Nike tries to copy it or Adidas or somebody else. But because I know Nike had their line of um, they have their line of like protective, like compression wear. But is that something that is still I mean, not necessarily popular, but something that you guys still make? You're you're talking about like a like a t- an actual like three quarter length tight. Yep. Yeah, so we we do it. The problem there becomes it's almost a it's almost a, a thing. You may get a person who's a who's a large who's six foot three. You may also get a person who's a large who's five foot eight. So the knee pad and the thigh pad might not be in the correct placement. There, that's yeah. one of those things that I kind of recommend. I mean, we do some different things for like the NBA guys where you know, we'll make customs and we'll, we'll make the pad larger or we'll raise it, you know, three inches up. But most of, I think most of the people now that, that use a, a a full length tight like that might buy sheets of that hex pad and actually do it themselves, have the equipment managers do it themselves in the product, um, where they can make a, a thigh pad and a knee pad and actually get it right where the player needs it at. Because, you know, it's it's going to vary from person to person, somewhat depending yeah. on how how big or and tall the person is, and just um, how long so, their legs are in general, too. Right. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. We do some things. Uh, we're doing some some custom stuff for uh, a player in the NBA right now, where you know they want the they want the knee pad to be you know an inch wider on each side, and they want the thigh pad to come up an inch you know an inch bigger than we normally do the the thigh pad overall you know, whatever. So we can do some things like that. Um, but it's almost to the point now where it's, it's easy for the equipment manager to actually take care of that themselves and get it right the first time. I hear yeah. That. It's easier to mark that. I, we did have one kid, uh, somewhere at work that I hadn't really ever seen anyone wear them. And I knew that they were out there, but he, I th- they were the Nike ones. But he was wearing like a full length tight and it had the the knee pads in there, but they were hanging like on his shin. I mean, the kid was tall, so I'm sure he bought a size up from what his waist is, but it was still, he was between sizes. So it looked like he had like a dirty diaper off of his knees, basically, with how the, how the pads <laughs> sagged down. But it just wasn't, uh, it wasn't swaggy, as, as we'll as people say. It wasn't, it wasn't a good look. <laughs> Like, will you please just put on knee pads? But I think, I think that's the hard thing there, but that's, Going back to that hex pad, man, that thing's awesome. You can heat press that into your your game pants if you want to. And Nike has those those um, pants where they'll always come with the knee pads in them that fall out all the time in the wash and everything else. Mm-hmm. And you can just uh, you can heat press them in there, and you're good to go. Yep, yep. We um, more and more, I'm seeing. You know, we've sold knee pads, actual uh, knee pads to to basketball teams for years now, uh, and we've gotten them, you know, to where we have the extended material on them. Um, and we're getting more and more football players who are starting to use those pads, especially running backs and people who take, you know, hits to their knees there. Uh, and they're just taking those pads. They'll take that pad there and sew it right into the bottom of the pant and use it as kind of a, a combination uh, sock extender and a knee pad at the same time. So it stays in place. Um, Todd Gurley does, they do that for Todd Gurley when he was with the Rams and now at Atlanta, uh, you know, a couple other players, same thing, uh, that really, really like that pad. So that's been a, that's been a good product for us, not only in basketball, but it's starting to gain some momentum in football as well. Yeah. And I just looked it up cause I knew, I thought I knew I'd seen it somewhere, but I didn't want to shout out the wrong equipment staff that if they didn't do this, but Arizona state, that's who I saw did it. 
in uh, back in 2019, they posted the picture where they were heat pressing while in there, cut them to the knees, and they, I think they did the thighs too for their game pants. So, yeah, basketball's long had a lot more customization, I think, in just their compression, padded compression gear. You've always seen the basketball players do a lot of different things, and yeah, football's definitely coming around where I see kids asking for more stuff. And once you open the the gates there with your roster, any equipment guy knows you give one kid a certain pair of gloves and everybody wants them. <laughs> you make one custom padded shirt or, or, or a shooter sleeve for a football player. And, and then it's game over after that, which is fine for you. I mean, you're selling a lot more of those sheets, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, so, I mean, we talked new products, and obviously all the different things that come with that and the different sports you're selling to, what would you say is your most popular product? Like what is purchased from you more often than not? Well, I would, I mean, overall the arm sleeves are, are hex pad arms. They're, they're fan, for me anyway, at the NFL level, uh, we sell an absolute ton of hex pad arm sleeves. There isn't, I don't think there's a team in the league who doesn't buy them from us. Uh, but Collegiately, I would say it's probably our 737 thud girdle. You know, there isn't a, it, it goes football and basket. We do we do pretty well with it in hoops too. Uh, a lot of hoops teams end up buying our 7991, which is the wraparound version of that girdle. But um, the 737, I'd say, is our most popular piece uh, collegiately overall. We sell we sell a lot of those, and it's it's a great product. It's it's been it's been with the company uh, pretty much since I started with the company. Oh, wow. The seven thirty three, the one with just the hip and tail pad, and then the thigh pad pockets was the original girdle that we came out with. But not long after that, the seven thirty seven came out, and that was that was kind of a, a a game changer. You know, where you've got everything in the thigh pad, everything including the thigh pads. Um, you know, it's it's become kind of the the standard girdle collegiately yeah it's the easiest way especially for an equipment manager to make sure that these guys have you know hip tail and and thigh pads in because you know there are always those guys who you know think that having something other than a tiny piece of plastic on their thighs is going to slow them down which is nonsense for those of you who who don't know um right i mean having that padded girdle with like the thud even the wraparound like it it ain't going to slow you down. If you're slow, you're slow. If you're fast, you're fast. Like it ain't going to make a difference. I'm just going to tell you right now. It ain't going to make it. And I used to tell that to all my guys, man, I don't want to wear that. And I was like, well, you're a running back and people dive at your thighs and knees all the time. Trust me, you're going to want this on it, You're going to notice a difference. Otherwise I'm going to give you like the big thick O lineman thigh pads and you're going to hate me. So take a pick. So I had a, prominent NFL player who was probably one of the nicest human beings I've ever, I mean, just interested in what I did. I was doing a custom piece for him for his lower back. He stuck around to talk to me and asked about my job and all this was genuinely interested. And I said to him, I don't know why I say his name, but it was Calvin Johnson. I said to him, I said, Calvin, I said, why don't you let me make you some, a girdle with some thigh protection in it? You know, or, or something like that. And he said to me, It'll slow me down. And I, I said to him, Calvin, you used somebody else's cleats at the combine and ran four, three, five. I said, that material in that pad is not going to slow you down one bit. You know, I mean, and, oh. and it was just, it was kind of funny. Like I said, I, I, absolutely one of the nicest human beings around and, and took a genuine interest in the job, but he was, he was headset that, any thigh pad was going to make him slower. You know? Can't do it. You know, I can't, you know, yeah. it's going to, it's going to shave that one, one millionth of a second off my, off my, uh, <laughs> speed there. And it's just, Calvin, <laughs> it, you don't, you can, but you don't have to outrun anyone. You're six, five and you <laughs> jump out of the building. Let them catch up to you. It yeah, does not the, if the ball is within 35 feet of you, you're coming down with it. So exactly. Yeah, we're not exactly. <laughs> we was, really uh, need to worry about it. Deal on a, a podcast the other day talking about, yes, the story was true that like at Florida state, he ran like a four, two and someone accused him of being in track spikes. So he like yelled out who wears a 10 and a half and just took one of the tennis shoes off of a scout and ran like a four, three. <laughs> <laughs> like Dan was yeah, a guy who used to let people run by him 
so that the quarterback would throw to him and he'd catch up and like pick the ball off. Like he would purposely right. let people run by him and be like, oh, yeah, gotcha. he would bait bait quarterbacks into throwing the ball, thinking he's open. Yeah. If if he would, if I was a quarterback, I would never even look to that side of the field. I would go the other way every time. Yeah, fifty percent you know? of the field is gone when I'm throwing the football. Right, that's, that's exactly. Just, that's all you need to know. But unless you're going to run that receiver down the field fifty yards and throw underneath, you know, I, I'm not <laughs> looking over there at yeah, all. Let me, let me just run Dion off to make him go deep, and then yeah, let me throw right. that little drag that, somebody underneath. You know, yeah. A little drag. I mean, essentially, you're like throwing a post like underneath because you have somebody <laughs> running that far downfield. So, right. yeah. And then like you still got to be worried he come. He doesn't come back for it, you know? Yeah, that he'd, he'd adjust <laughs> and get there before the ball got Yeah. I, mean, I, uh, I blame Mark Wahlberg and the movie Invincible for making all these athletes think that if they just wear a little bit smaller shoulder pads and no protective padding, that they can outrun NFL players down the field and <laughs> the kickoff. <laughs> Vince McCauley. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's you guys you see it on a daily basis with the athletes that you're around. I mean, there there's a reason that they're college athletes because they are that gifted uh speed-wise, you know. You there's a big difference between watching the game on television and watching it from the side, even from the stands and watching it from 5 feet away on the sidelines. Everybody is fast and yes. it comes on you quick, you know. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's crazy. Like it, and that's it, like you said. So you you watch a game, like you played everybody. I mean, I, the three of us, we all played high school football, and mm-hmm. you know, all of us were moderately athletic. We'll just say, and I, I don't think you know, unless Jeff, you had a chance to go play at the collegiate level. Like I know I had no chance. Scott probably had no chance. Jeff, you're shaking your head. You had no chance no. because, like, I, I you know, I at six feet tall and I think uh, 185 pounds when I, when I graduated high school, they were looking at me, they're like, uh, short, slow and white. No, you're, you're good, man. Like, don't, don't worry about it. Like we don't, we don't need to worry about you. So I filled up on those on the roster. They're all water boys. Women managers. Yeah. Like, can, can you kick a football? No. Okay. Then don't, don't, don't worry about it. Like we're good. Like we're, yeah, we're, we're full up. And then you get to the collegiate level and like the first, the first time I was out of practice as a student manager, like watching these guys just run routes and they're like not really going like all out. And I'm just like, Holy crap. Like this is just a different level. And I, you know, like, obviously at the, you know, high school to college, it is a different level, but those guys, mm-hmm. like those were some of the fastest human beings I've ever been around. And then school to school that I've gone to and Scott, like you got to witness it at the, at the professional level. Those guys are literally the best of the best. Like they are the fastest, the strongest, and the mm-hmm. most talented at the sport they play. And there's like, what, like a 3% chance or less than that, like from high school to the NFL, or it's like 1% of all guys. Like mm-hmm. there's millions of high school football players. There's a few thousand NFL football players. And like, it's just insane to, yeah. to like wrap your head around. So, yeah, but we digress. Like we, that was, <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got to ask this though. What, aside from football, cause Scott and I love to focus on that. That's kind of our favorite sports. Um, Jeff, you and I are, are very similar in the fact that we both love hockey. I'm a big hockey guy. Uh, but what would you say, Scott shakes his head, what would you say is like the biggest sport that you deal with aside from football? And I'm going to guess before you say it, but I would say basketball. But who is who would, would be kind of like your second biggest sport? Yeah, I think um... – Men's and women's basketball, we do a lot of business in both, uh, especially now. I mean, if you watch, if you turn on the women's tournament, there isn't a team out there who's not using our knee pads. I mean, it's actually, it's, it's really kind of cool to see, but you know, even UConn there, the, uh, the gal who was, you know, the national player, the, I don't know if she was national player of the year, but she was wearing her knee pads, you know, and it's awesome. like, Whoa, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, at least so you guys can hook them up as, as opposed to them having a, an actual weight room to lift in. But, you know, there's, there's that. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, uh, I probably should, shouldn't draw attention to the fact that UConn and Stanford are both using McDavid knee pads. I'll probably hear about that, you know, so hopefully this doesn't get back to the corporate sponsors that they have. <laughs> <you know? laughs> hey, but they are on brand. If you're listening, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. They are unbranded. We, we keep the logos off them. But, yeah, we do a good business in basketball. And, uh, 
you know, a lot of the other Olympic sports, volleyball, we do a decent business with, with volleyball as well. Um, hockey, the shock doctor side does, does real well with, uh, especially the NHL. Holy cow. Our, uh, I think we own all the jock and, and garter, you know, undergarment business for the NHL. It's, it's pretty cool. Uh, and the McDavid product starting to come along there as well with the Hexpad product, you know, guys getting more familiar with that and being able to, you know, help out somebody who just got hit into the dasher board, you know, and they'll take that <laughs> stuff and, and, and cut it and heat press it in and it's good to go. The other, what was it when St. Louis won the cup? What was that? Two years ago? Two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so one of the guys on St. Louis was doing an interview after the game. I forget who it was, uh, but he was in his, you know, in his undershirt and they had put the hex pad on the outside of the, of his shoulders. Of the shoulders and I was yep. like, yeah, nice. You know, like you're <laughs> getting a little, getting a little pub in the, in the hockey world here, you know, it was like midnight That's... on CBC or something, you know, hockey <laughs> in Canada. Hey, I love it. Like yeah, I said, no. I, I mean, seeing that and seeing it grow in go to the other sports where you kind of wouldn't expect it. That's that's a big thing. Um, mm-hmm. So one last thing I do want to ask you is and, and this is something we had talked about a little bit during the break, but samples and how much that helps, you know, a, a salesman sending out samples. If there are new products or there's something where you're at a new school, at a new team. And, you know, I, I think one of the things, you know, a couple of the things you had sent me when I was at Richmond were some some of the shock doctor um, mouth guards and like some of the pacifiers. So, you know, my guys love those. And that wasn't something that we had initially done. And it was a little bit of a process getting my my trainers on board with it. But I mean, shock doctor makes really when it comes down to it, probably the best mouth guard for anybody out there, you know, they, they, they make the best mouth guard. I mean, let's be honest. So how much have you noticed, you know, a difference in sales by being able to send samples to people and, and they actually get to test it out? Because I think testing a product is something that you're seeing a lot more uh, from from equipment managers, especially. You know, I think it's a key. I, I You know, it's a show me world, right? I mean, mm-hmm. if, if somebody doesn't get to try something, it's, it's hard to spend you know, a big amount of money and what's our girdles aren't cheap, you know, or, or mouth guards, they're not cheap, you know, so you're going to spend and buy a hundred girdles, you know, or more, whatever it may be, you know, it's something that you want to actually look at and feel and, and uh, maybe check with somebody else who's already using them at that point. But I've been blessed with, uh, you know, with the companies that I've been with both McDavid and now United sports brands, that whether it's a shock doctor product or McDavid product, um, for the most part, uh, you know, they realize that this is part of doing business and it really does help with, with somebody getting their hands on something and being able to wash it, uh, and see how it wears in the dryer. You know, if you dry it 10 times, is it going to fold up and and be useless or is it going to be a product that, you know, you don't have to hang dry every, you know, every product, <laughs> every piece that's out there. And fortunately we've been, you know, the hex pad is about as durable. I, I used to say that it was like styrofoam, you know, it'll survive nuclear war and you know, all that. It holds up well. And I've over the course of 16 years of doing this, there's been a handful of times where someone has called me and said, Hey, uh, something's wrong with, you know, wrong with the product. And most of the time, it's been on a seam or, you know, something like that had, had ripped. And, you know, it was, it, it, we, our quality control was, is very good with our, with our products. So it does help to actually have you guys get your hands on it and be able to test it out, give it some players and see what the deal, you know, see what the deal is. And it helps us out as well. Cause we don't want to come to market with a product that is going to fall apart and is going to uh, affect our brand, you know, which, yeah. That's that's something that that our people on the retail side of things value a ton because they can go to Dick's and say, yeah, we you know we washed this thing you know at wherever it is and it's been you know vetted and tested and there's no issues. You're not going to have a thousand people returning these things because there's a problem with the product. And and you guys really help us out in that regard with stuff that's 
new to the, you know, to the, to, uh, you know, the industry. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it play. I think it goes kind of both ways with, you know, it works as a benefit for us as well as, uh, you know, helping us, uh, with sales, but it also helps us with actual product development. Makes a lot of sense. It, it definitely does. Um, I have always enjoyed testing stuff cause we're, we're like kids in a candy shop. We want the new toys, but it is always fun to see what, what new things are coming down the pipeline and ways that we can, you know, protect our student athletes. I had, uh, I had one question that is, is kind of two part. Um, one is our typical question. What's your best example of another duty as assigned? Um, it's in everyone's contract, so we all have to do it. But on top of that being, uh, just special for you, since you talk about mouthpieces, I'd love to know what you think is the most ridiculous pacifier mouthpiece that you've seen, because it seems like we're getting a little in the weeds. I know I've seen some of y'all's that has, I think it's like a gold chain or something on the front. I mean, we've got, <laughs> you've got the full on baby pacifier where, I mean, it's a binky. It, right there. It right there is the most ridiculous. Brand, that, but that's, <laughs> everyone's making them now. They're getting more and more out there. What's the most ridiculous one you've seen or one that maybe has come across your desk as like, hey, we should. Has there any been, any, ever been a conversation of like, no, that's that's too far? <laughs> <laughs> Where's the line? I, need to know. I, You know, on the first part, the other duties as assigned. So for me, I have a bunch of product that is um, non-logoed product. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, for the NFL, for college, for you guys, you know, so you don't get in trouble and all that stuff. So I actually have to maintain stock in that stuff when stuff gets low i you know i'm, I'm kind of always so i'm kind of on the opposite a little bit as well when i see like i just turned in an order for nfl cutters gloves last week i got to kind of go through and do all that stuff so it's it's a little uh little difficult to do um but if i do it and i don't order enough of something well Obviously, I'm the only person that, you know, that that I can blame in that regard. So mm-hmm. I like to do it that way. Um, as far as the pacifiers go, we do some we do some really cool ones. The gold chain, you were not seeing. We have a, a gold chain <laughs> mouth guard that uh, I believe is I don't know if it's in stores yet, but uh, we had uh, Mark Ingram, I think, used it this year. And uh, we've got. A couple of them, uh, the the Ravens running backs were were all about those things. So we had oh. an iridescent one that um, Gus Edwards was using. We got like a diamond, you know, diamond plate one that uh, 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 what's the guy from uh, kid from Penn State that plays for Philadelphia, the Eagles now, the running back. He Say, was using. Oh no, you said Eagles, not I heard you said Eagles. I heard Giants. Um, yeah, you know. Uh, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Yes. So he was yeah. using one. Um, Mark Ingram was using one that was based off of, uh, uh, it, it was kind of, it had a, a tag on it. It was a, it was a, uh, uh, a certain, I, I don't know what our actual name for it was, but it, yeah, there's some, there's some stuff out there on my personal over the line. The binky to me is, is over the line. Yes. You know, I, I think it's, no I think question. that's a little, it, it fits though, right? I mean, it does fit the, you know, the, uh, you know, cause the people call it a pacifier, right? So, yeah, uh, yeah, it wasn't but, that creative in design when, when we've been calling it that, I just don't know how you stand up as, as a wide receiver or corner and those guys like to talk. I don't know how you talk a bunch of crap to somebody and then put in a pacifier before the play starts. <laughs> I am, for, for those of you who want to look at it, I, I went on shock doctor's website and it is here. It is the Chrome 3D Black Chain Max Airflow mouth guard. It's thirty dollars <laughs> if you uh, if you want one on the uh, on the retail side there, and it's yeah, man, you look like two chains out there, I guess, with, uh, on your mouth. And they're they're I mean they're creative. I'll give it that, and it's it's definitely not. Um, it used. To, I remember when I got to college, I was like, yeah, I've made it. Our mouthpieces are navy blue because we're navy. Wow. <laughs> Everybody was used to like the standard yellow, like yeah, exactly. <laughs> and or now, that, that flesh-colored one back when I was a kid. We had that flesh-colored uh, pacifier that I used to have to have because Tony Dorsett wore one. 
you know, oh, yeah. and, and I was stuck playing the offensive line, but I thought I was going to be Tony Dorsett, you know? <laughs> so <laughs> but you guys, but the, technically they're called what lip guard lip guards. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I mean, yep. obviously like the most standard uh, term for them is pacifier and you know, the fact that they turned a pacifier into a true pacifier uh, uh, mouthpiece is, is a little bit insane, but yeah, lip, lip guard is uh, <laughs> what it, we're going it, for there. It makes a lot of sense. Just not, not to go on a sales pitch here for you, but when they first came out, it makes a lot of sense with the, cause you can breathe while keeping that thing in there where you don't always have that um, as you're running down the field. I remember being the, uh, not we'll say I, I didn't have the best long distance endurance. Um, so when I had to get into sprints, and coaches want buttoned up mouthpieces in, it, it was hard to get the breaths in. So I was uh, I remember that from my high school days when when I was as Patrick reminded me not not the best athlete. <laughs> but, uh, so it makes it in 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 logistics and in technology it makes sense. But yeah, we're getting out there now where we're. Where why do you need a chain on your teeth? I like I do like the the tagline here says works with braces. <laughs> yep. In case you were curious. Yep. 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 The uh, we do we do so many different mouth guards, and I mean we do traditional type mouth guards. We have slim fit, which honestly our stock slim fit uh, we call it the trash talker. <laughs> mouth guard uh, is probably the best mouth guard I have ever put in. And I come myself, uh, I use a mouth guard when I sleep because I grind my teeth. So I have a custom fit mouth. This thing fits as well as my custom does. And you can form it in a hot cup of coffee. So wow. it doesn't need to be boiled. You just put it, if you put it in a hot cup of coffee, that thing will get pliable enough that you put it in your mouth. When it cools off, it will form to your teeth and you will be able to speak. I don't want to say is, you know, I guess you could, you know, without a problem like I am right now, but it is as close to being able to speak freely as I've ever, uh, as I've ever put in my mouth. It's pretty impressive. The trash so, talker. That's, I mean, that's a fantastic, talker. that's a fantastic name for it. Yeah, it's, it's a good piece. Like I said, for I think it's I think it's twenty five dollars or something like that retail. It, it's it's as good fit as any two hundred three hundred dollar custom mouth guard you're going to find out there. It's very good. Those are between that and the lip guard, the my two products that you got collegiately in the training room and you know all that stuff. And some people got on I get got on the lip trash talker. And really like it, oh, and it's as as a good option to the three hundred dollar custom piece, you know. So it's not bad. Yeah, twenty dollars hits the bank a little different than three hundred. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that fits um, small school budgets. We'll say. Yes, <laughs> yes it does. <laughs> but Jeff, man, we want to thank you for for coming on, spending some time with us. Uh, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. It's been a while since uh, you and I got to connect. Um, this has been definitely a fun episode and you know, we want to keep, keep this vendor thing going. I don't know if, uh, if you're going to be part of the virtual convention coming up for AMA, but if you're not folks that are listening, other equipment managers are listening, reach out to Jeff, get your McDavid, your shock doctor and, and your, and your cutter gloves in there. Um, <laughs> get your orders in, man, this guy, he's, uh, He's he's sitting at home. He's rearing to get out there on the road, but connect with him, talk with him. He's uh, he's one of the best in the biz. And uh, thanks so much for joining us, man. I appreciate it. You guys are you guys are great. I really appreciate the opportunity. And yeah, I'm here to help, guys. So don't hesitate. Reach out at any point in time. Uh, I'm here to I'm here to help you in any way I can. It's great talking to you guys, Patrick. I look forward to seeing you when I'm in Northern Virginia, and. Uh, I will be in Deland, Florida at some point in the future and checking you out, Scott. So perfect. Perfect. I'll, uh, I'll get the checkbook ready. <laughs> <laughs> get that P card ready, folks. Get that P card ready. <laughs> but that's going to go. Yeah, man. Thanks so much. And, uh, that's going to do it for us, folks. Uh, we'll see you guys back here next week. Got another one, another fun one coming up. Um, but we really want to keep this vendor series going. So, if you have any any vendors that that you 
you work with on a on a regular basis that you think would be awesome on here, reach out to us on our Twitter, ODA Podcast, or email ODA Podcast at gmail.com. But that's gonna do it for us this we, week. Uh, if we haven't gotten back to all of you, we have gotten a lot of messages. We've seen them. I'm I'm pretty busy and had a Pat can't do all the administrative duties by himself, so we will uh, we'll get back to you. Just give us some time. We're lining these up. We do one a week because my schedule will only allow it. So we will uh, <laughs> we'll get to you. We see your messages, but yeah, keep them coming, guys, and we really do appreciate it. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Yeah.